0: Large crowds from Galilee, the Decapolis, Jerusalem, Judea, and the region across the Jordan followed him. Well, hello, my friends. Jason and here with Stand Strong in the Word podcast. I am so glad that you're tuning in. That came from Matthew chapter four, verses twenty three through 25. So if you missed last podcast, the fame of Jesus blowing up, it's spreading all over. We were talking about these particular passages and now we are jumping into two very powerful stories about Jesus encountering a paralyzed man. But before that, we're going to be looking at Jesus encountering a leper. Now, why are these things so significant in today's podcast? Well, I want to set it up by just reminding us, and you think about your life, think about the people. And again, we we are challenged, my friend, with these things, because when you're looking at Jesus face-to-face through the gospel accounts, and you're learning about his ministry, Jesus spent time with people that you and I probably would not be inclined to hang out with most of the time, we have our prejudices, we have our particular, you know, opinions about things, and we have a certain comfort zone that we like to stay in. And that is just not the case when you and I look directly and intimately and objectively at the ministry of Jesus Christ. So on today's podcast, these are two beautiful accounts. One of Jesus healing a leper and the other Jesus forgiving the sins of a paralyzed man and telling him to rise up to take his bed because he has been healed. That he came being carried by his friends. He leaves carrying his own Bed And so in this passage of scripture now, we see that Jesus is returning back to Capernaum and the crowds and the religious leaders are swarming all around him. So let's jump right into this. Now, the first account- encounter shit they're going to be talking about is Jesus healing this leper. This takes place in the Synoptic Gospels, Matthew 8, 1 through 4, Mark 1, 40 through 45, and Luke chapter 5, verses 12 through 16. Now, if you've been following our teaching through the chronological teachings of the Gospels, you know that there are times when we have to jump around because some passages give a little bit more detail than others. And so when you kind of put all three storylines together, you get a better picture as to what occurred. So let's pick things up in Mark chapter 1 verses 40 through 45 in our teaching today. It says in verse 40 of Mark 1, it says, And a leper came to him, imploring him and kneeling, said to him, If you will, you can make me clean. Jesus was moved with pity. So he stretched out his hand and he touched him and he said to him, I will be clean. And immediately the leprosy left him and he was made clean clean. And Jesus sternly charged him and he sent him away at once. And he said to him, see that you say nothing to anyone, but go show yourself to the priest and offer for your cleansing what Moses commanded for proof to them. Verse 45 says, but he went, the the former leper went out and began to talk freely about what had happened. And he spread the news so that even Jesus could no longer openly enter a town, but was out in desolate places and people were coming to him from every Corner. All right, so a couple things as we jump around the synoptic gospels. In Matthew chapter 8, beginning in verse 1, we we're told that he came down from the mountain. So we know that Jesus is, again, if you go back to Matthew chapter 4, verses 23 through 25, he was getting around and a lot of people from their surrounding cities, remember it says from all over Syria, were approaching and hearing about Jesus. And now as we concluded here in this story about the leper, we're told that Jesus could no longer openly enter a a town. Things are just blowing up now. We saw that in last podcast and we're continuing to see his fame is spreading. In Luke chapter five, beginning verse 12, it says while he was in one of the cities, so one of the cities mentioning what we talked about back in Matthew chapter four, verse 23 and 25, there came a man and we're told here in Luke. It doesn't mention this in Mark, but in Luke chapter 5 verse 12, it says he's full of leprosy. And it also says here in Luke chapter 5 verse 12, and when he saw Jesus, see when you go back, it says he implored Jesus and he knelt it to him. And he said, but in Luke, it gives us a more descriptive account. When he saw Jesus, he fell on his face and he Begged him. Man, that really puts things in perspective because when you jump back to Mark chapter 1, verse 41, when Jesus saw that, see, the leper sees Jesus and he approaches him with this type of humiliation, face down by his feet, begging him, imploring him to have mercy. And then in verse 41 of Mark 1, it says that Jesus was moved with pity. And notice this as he stretched out his hand, literally there, because we know the position he's laying prostrate before the Lord. Jesus stretches down to him and he touches the man. This man was begging Jesus, we are told. So that really puts things in perspective right off the bat. As we're looking at this leper, we have to understand one, his condition physically, but also his spiritual state as well. Now, the thing about leprosy is that it was loathsome. It spread, it was contagious, and it was considered incurable. So for the Hebrew, Hebrews, leprosy rendered you ceremonially unclean. You were an unclean person. Remember, in those, in those days, if you had some form of sickness like that, in this case, leprosy, you were an outcast. You were kicked out. You can have nothing to do with the people. Now, there were forms of people with leprosy that had white patches. People, Some people with leprosy had sores or loss of body parts, but they were nonetheless outcasts, all of them, whether it was a mild case of leprosy or a severe case of leprosy where people died after losing many uh, body parts. Um, they could not, uh, in, again, engage their their family, their relatives, or loved ones. Uh, whatever jobs they had, whatever position they had in, in the community, they lost all of that. So you can imagine how desperate these individuals were. So to touch, here we're told that Jesus leans down, he stretches out his hand to touch a leper. Now that was a major no-no. Number one, you don't even interact with people with leprosy. And yet we are told in scripture that when the leper saw Jesus, he felt compelled to go to Jesus. Now, as you know, the law, they would be able to call on, you know, you're, you have to say unclean unclean. And and if you approach people too too closely, they can hit you with a stick or throw rocks at you. So lepers knew the drill. They were not to approach people at all. And this leper, though, if he was dismembered in many ways, I'm sure he probably was, and was very, very identifiable with those people, in this case, with full leprosy, that you knew this person was a leper. But he comes to Jesus because I just believe, and as you and I know, when you look at the life of Jesus, people just approached him. Now, Leviticus 13 if you, if you look at things in verses 1, all the way to chapter 14, ending at verse 57, you find the prescribed method of someone who were to present themselves to the priest in cases of leprosy. So the interesting thing is Jesus doesn't say, hey, leave me alone. You know, the, the book of Leviticus, what it tells you to do, you know, don't bother me. Instead, Jesus lets the leper want approach him and to speak to him. And Jesus takes a step further because Jesus reaches out and he touches him. Now, here's the amazing thing that I have to say about this leper. So here's a lesson that we can learn from an, a person of outcasts. And if you felt that before, you're struggling that right now, you can still show great boldness. The leper showed great boldness, didn't he? This leper showed great boldness of faith. This leper showed great boldness of humility and approaching Jesus who had a great crowd around him. So the, again, the leper was not only interacting, if you will presenting himself as an unclean person to a Jewish rabbi, he was also going into a mob of people risking death. And notice this leper says, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. See, he was asking for for Jesus to extend mercy to him because he knew his state. He knew his condition. He knew what he was doing was forbidden. But I love the fact that regardless of that, the bold faith is here. See, it wasn't a question if Jesus could heal, but a matter of if Jesus would extend mercy to an unclean man and heal him. After Jesus reaches out and he heals the man and showing the pity, the mercy, the love, once again, that Jesus completely breaking down the barriers, he says, show yourself to the priest and offer the gift that Moses commanded. See, Jesus commands a healed man to obey the required law to offer his gift before the priests. This demonstrates Jesus' obedience to the law, but is also a very powerful illustration of his authority and power to heal people. See, the law doesn't heal, as I mentioned earlier. It only reveals the wrong. The law is the standard, but it's not the Redeemer. Jesus, who came to fulfill the law, who's the author of it, he came to fulfill that and to demonstrate that he has the power to heal and to forgive sin. So that is a beautiful takeaway that we learn from the leper story is that we have to come to Jesus with great boldness, but also with great humility. Stop looking at what people think about you. The leper didn't care. He fixed his eyes on Jesus and he went to Jesus and he implored Jesus for mercy. He begged him for mercy. He believed that he can give it to him. He just was questioning whether or not he was worthier. Uh, to receive it or not, because he was an outcast. And my friends, we have to not let the world bring us down and not always focus on the little things that you're doing in life that don't really add up or am I really significant? Am I really good enough kind of thing? You are good in Christ because you're made in his image. You are whole. You have been perfected because of what Christ has done. You've been forgiven if you've received that forgiveness. And if you never have, you can ask for that right here, right now. God loves you. And we see this beautiful picture. No one could heal this leper but Jesus. And the leper knew that. And we cannot also neglect the fact that in Luke chapter 5, verse 16, in the midst of all that's going on, I love the fact that Luke makes mention that Jesus would... He would depart oftentimes. He would escape to a desolate place and he would pray. But now notice also that when Jesus was in these desolate places, as he was praying, people were finding him and people were coming to him. My friends, when you and I seek the Lord, God will bring you the fruit. As we seek the father of love, he will give us that love. The Bible tells us in Romans 13, verse 8, that we are to owe no one but one thing, to love one another. Now, you and I can get that as you and I seek the face of the Lord. So, those are some powerful lessons that we just get from a leper, someone that you and I will meet one day in heaven. But I just pray, my friends, that that would impact you as it certainly has impacted my life. Now, let's jump to the second story. And this is about the paralyzed man. This takes place in Matthew 9, 2 through 8, Mark 2, 1 through 12, and Luke 5, 17 through 26. Now, this happens to be one of my favorite stories in the Gospels, and you're going to see why in a minute but I'm going to read from Mark chapter 2 1 through 12 because it's the more detailed account. It says here and when he Jesus returned to Capernaum after some days it was reported that he was at home and many were gathered together so that there was no more room. Now let's pause and let's get a little bit more backdrop into the crowd in Luke chapter 5. It says in verse 17 on those days Jesus was teaching Pharisees and teachers of the law were sitting there who had come from every village of Galilee and Judea and from Jerusalem and the power of the Lord was with Jesus to heal. So it gives you perspective that there weren't just crowds of people for healing, the religious leaders were there as well. Now let's pick things back up in Mark chapter two, verse two, it says, and Jesus was preaching the word to them and they came bringing to him a paralytic carried by four men. And when they could not get near him because of the crowd, they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay and Jesus saw their faith. He said to the paralytic son, your sins are forgiven. Now, some of the scribes were sitting there questioning in their hearts. Why does this man speak like that? He is blaspheming who can forgive sins, but God alone. And immediately Jesus perceiving in his spirit that they were questioning within themselves. He said to them, why do you question these things in your hearts? Which is easier to say to the paralytic, your sins are forgiven? Or to say, rise, take up your bed and walk, but that you may know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. He said to the paralytic, I say to you, rise, pick up your bed and go home. And he rose immediately, picked up his bed and he went out before them so that they were all amazed and they glorified God saying, we never saw anything like this. So here we see in this passage that Jesus is back in Capernaum. Now, some commentaries think that Jesus was back in his home. More than likely this could have been Peter's home. Now, of course, many of the religious leaders, as we saw, were there. They came to observe Jesus. They came to examine his teachings. And as we know here in this passage that we just read, they were questioning even in their hearts, what this whole stuff was about with Jesus. So again, it's a packed house. There are mobs of people even outside of the house. And here we read four friends of a paralyzed man coming to Jesus with their friend who is in need of healing and they can't get in. And so we're told here in the Bible that they removed the roof above him. And when they had made an opening, they let down the bed on which the paralytic lay. Now on standstrongministries.org, I have the notes there. This is podcast number 25, Relentless Faith. I have a picture on my notes of what a first century house looks like it kind of gives you an idea of what these friends had to do in order to lower their friend essentially most of these homes were they had these wooden slates that were the beam the structure of the rooftop and then covered by that was straw so they essentially ripped open the straw layers and lowered them through these beams and there on the lower levels is what is known as kind of the courtyard setting and the second level is known as the living space so I believe Jesus here with what we're reading in the in the traditionally way the houses were laid was in the courtyard space and so they got to the rooftop lowered him through the living space, which is the second level to the lower level where Jesus was. And here's what's amazing about this, my friends. As we saw with the leper earlier, he didn't care about the crowd. He was breaking the law by approaching Jesus. In this case, these friends were not waiting for an opportunity to get Jesus when he was by himself. They had all the excuses in the world not to bring their friend to Jesus. Number one, they weren't invited. Number two, the religious leaders were there. That could have been a great excuse for them to say, "Man, we can't go there." Or maybe they were showing up and then they saw that their religious leaders were there, or they saw that the crowd was so large and be like, "You know what? On second thought, maybe it's a bad idea. Jesus is very busy, and there's the religious leaders, and we don't want to be around them." They they could have been intimidated, but they they weren't. And, and see, that's one thing I love about this story because it shows you how much his friends love this man. This man was a paralytic. He was poor. He didn't have anything really to give his friends, if you will, but that wasn't why they did it for them. It wasn't like he says, Hey, I'll pay you guys. If you do this for me in Matthew nine, verse two, we are told here that Jesus saw the faith of these men See, that's what's important here because they knew that their friend obviously needed help. They understood his condition, but they couldn't heal him. But they knew the way they could help their friend is by picking him up because he was not able to do it on his own and take this man to Jesus despite the intimidation, despite the crowds. And you know, that is just such a reminder to all of us as I conclude this podcast. Are you that kind of a friend? When you look at the leper and your challenge as I am today with the kind of boldness and humility that the leper showed despite the crowd. And then you look at the friendship's that this paralytic man had. He didn't have anything to give, but his love and whatever devoted and caring relationship that these five men had with each other, we don't know, but we know enough. That they're willing to risk things. They're willing to go outside their comfort zone, if you will, and to take their friend to Jesus. And the outcome of that was not only that this man was forgiven of his sins and he was healed from from being paralyzed, but the people in that home, in Jesus's home, were able to witness and see that Jesus is indeed the son of God, that he has the power not only to heal people, but to forgive sins as well. That paralytic came being carried by his friends, but left carrying his bed out of that place. And it radically, we're told here in this gospel story, changed the lives of the people who witnessed it because it says they glorified God and they stood in awe. You see, when we step out of our comfort zones, when we put the interests of others above ourselves, my friends... God shows up in powerful ways. And it just doesn't impact us. Could you imagine how those four friends felt afterwards? They came carrying their friend and then they're walking and rejoicing with him afterwards. That's what Jesus does in the lives of people. And the friends were willing to exercise their faith to see God show up in even more magnificent ways. The leper stepped out in faith and received healing as a result. So I encourage you, I implore you, I pray over you guys, know this, that when you live a life, when you and I live a life of faith, God will do miraculous things in our lives. So be that witness, be that friend, and I'll see you on the next podcast. God bless you. For more information on Jason Jimenez and Stand Strong Ministries, visit us at standstrongministries.org. Thank you for listening, and keep standing strong in the Word of God.